everyone. I'm Amy. And I'm Brett. This is Still Not Ready, the Ready or Not podcast, here to bring you episode-to-episode breakdowns of our favorite Canadian teen drama from the 90s, Ready or Not. And we are back this time around with part two of our episode with Laura Bertram, who of course played Amanda Zim on Ready or Not. So if you missed part one, maybe, maybe listen to that first. Yeah, go back, have it a listen, then join us. You'll miss a lot. It will make no sense. No continuity. <laughs> I mean, if you like starting things halfway through, that's cool. I guess, yeah. Just highly recommended you listen to part one first, you know? Yeah, good idea, Amy. <laughs> okay, let's get back into it. This is part two of season four, episode three of Ready or Not, Where Do I Belong? Okay, so we're in the bathroom where new friend Nina is coaching Amanda for her audition. So they've become fast friends. We've got this new character. Now, were all the kids who worked on the show, was that like a group of friends? In my head, (laughs) I'm like picturing in my mind that you guys, like after you're done wrapped for the day, like you're all having like pizza parties together and like hanging out. Was it a group of friends? Like as if you all went to school together? Yes and no. Like, yes, because we actually spent every day together. Lonnie was my family. I was with her all the time and we shared space and we shared all of our thoughts and like we got along really well. And then when we weren't working, we would have time apart. We would go back to our other lives too, which is so so unusual. But when we were working together with the whole group of kids, so like let's just say if we were shooting an, a day at the school, we would all sit together and have lunch together and talk together. And we did all of that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like there was no, I'm going to my trailer by myself unless I was sick. Yeah. Like if I wasn't feeling well, I would, but otherwise I totally wanted to be in the mix with everyone. And we also loved our makeup artists and we loved our clothing like our costumers, we loved everybody. We wanted to be with them all the time. For me, it just was like everybody was having a party all the time. Yeah. <laughs> even if, even if you know, like as grownups, you're like, well, actually I was working. But for me, I'm like 15. I'm like, yay, let's have fun. No, it's not going to be all business. It's not all business. Okay, what about this question? Did anyone on the show ever date each other? That's some real real gossip, Amy. That's a good question. Like, did you date? <laughs> I never. Did you ever date the Frankie character? We're all dying to know. <laughs> no, Noah and I were great friends. No, no. And Benji, too. So did you know that the guy who plays Monkey Ears, Michael, is brothers with the guy who plays Frankie? Yeah, which is funny because they don't even look alike, really. No, yeah. I know. Their whole family is fabulous. The planners are just such lovely people. And we all like hung out together all the time. But no, I never dated Noah. And I didn't date anyone that was on the cast. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not going to dish out anyone else's gossip, right? Not for me to say. <laughs> mm. Let's just uh, let's just go on that. We're just to go ahead and assume what we want to assume. I, I can I can say crushes were had, but it generally didn't go beyond that. Of course that's gonna happen. Oh yeah. Of course that's gonna happen. <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't any of that in the cast at all. Because everyone's parents were on set, right? <laughs> yeah. We all had chaperones. <laughs> I had actually Lonnie and I had um 
had a guardian and she was with us all the time. She was super cool, actually. She was amazing. So it wasn't like we were like banned. Yeah. <laughs> but also like up until we were pretty much toward the end of the series, both of us had a mandatory three hours of school every single day. As soon as you're on set, one of the guidelines is you have to be doing school simultaneously. So it wasn't like we were hanging out, shooting the breeze with whomever. It's like generally we would get escorted right into school and we'd be there doing school. <laughs> Unless, of course, we were off for the summer and we happened to be shooting. But generally speaking, we had to do school. So All business. That was business. Wow. Okay. So dinner at the Ramones. Oh, yeah. My favorite. Sheila's over. So this is Manny's girlfriend. And Busy notices a ring on her finger. And I love this. She says, is that a real diamond? <laughs> Sheila's like, uh, it better be. Okay, so we find out Manny and Sheila are engaged. They are. And this is a big storyline going forward. I was just going to add that Sheila's in a new Netflix show. Oh, Kari. She plays the president. In The Night Agent. What's the name of the actor? Her name is Kari Matchett. So they're engaged. Uh, Lucy's freaking out. She's very happy. Sam is kind of happy. Ish. Until he <laughs> finds out they want to live in sin under his roof. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. In the basement. Yeah. Yeah, they want to they wanna save money for a down payment on a house or whatever. And... Busy's all upset because her drums are in the basement and nobody's supporting her dreams. Aww. Okay. Where's Dom? She could just move them into Dom's room. He's not around. Yeah. <laughs> Is he at university or something like that? Yeah, he's gone. He's away at school. Yes, we're mourning the loss of the Dom character in this season. I know. <laughs> I know. He's so dreamy. <laughs> yeah, we like Dom. We like Dom. We do like Dom. So now we know who you had a crush on. <laughs> so. <laughs> so funny. Okay, so obviously Busy starts freaking out because her band's got this big gig coming up and she needs to practice her drums. Okay. Next day at school, Amanda tells Busy she got the role of the tornado. Ooh. In the Wizard of Oz play. Yeah, she's practicing all her whooshing sound. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> whooshing. I love it. So, I love it. It's just so, it's so painful. It's like, oh, that is so cringe. <laughs> just getting the feel for like the whole whoosh. I'm just thinking like she's playing Nina's words about Stanislavski in her head. She probably went to the dictionary and was like, okay, what does that mean? Not just the name, but like, what is serious acting? Oh, okay. I have the dictionary definition. I have to do that now. And like, she, you could just see, like, she is just. It's fun. I'm going to do everything I have to, to embody it's this. It's so funny. It's And it's so ridiculous. So right before the big band show, Sheila asked Busy to be a bridesmaid in her wedding. Can't wait. So we know that episode's coming up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Busy says, as long as she doesn't have to wear a dress with poofy sleeves. And then? <laughs> <laughs> well, Sheila goes like, Sheila goes like, well, the sleeves are quite elaborate, actually. <laughs> it's good. It's good. 
And it's circa 1996, so you know there's some taffeta coming. What what color do the dresses end up being? Is it is it like aqua? Aren't they pinky or peach? Oh, I thought they were pink. I think it's peachy pink. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it. It was like deliberately chosen to to be the like most off putting thing for for the busy, busy character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, she would hate. <laughs> it had to happen. Busy would never wear peach. Are you oh, kidding? No, I know. Poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> Poor busy. A lot of busy episodes in this season. It's awesome. And I'm watching Lonnie. I'm watching Lonnie's performance. I'm like, damn, girl. So good. Like, just, I'm so proud of her. She has some amazing moments. I know. I can't explain it, but she really has some amazing moments, even in the first season. Some really great moments for uh, Lonnie. Yeah, agreed. Okay, at Busy's Big Band Show. This Brad guy is kicking around, so... Oh, yeah. The drummer. Brad comes back in, yeah. Brad is the old drummer for the Neons, or what used to be Neon Vomit. Mm -hmm. And Petrocelli then asks Busy if it's okay if Brad plays drums for the first few songs. Two songs. First two songs, yeah. First two. Okay, Brad, who, I will be honest... He looks a little older than 14 years old. Yeah. (laughs) Going on 37. Well, so does almost everyone in Neon Vomit, I think, look a bit older. Like, they look like more out of high school. Yeah. Well, they were. Mm -hmm. They were all adults. Right. But yes, they were all supposed to be a little bit older than Busy anyway. But yeah. So... Brad goes on with the neons and like the crowd is really loving him. They're like calling his name. Mm -hmm. Like the babes are going crazy for Brad. Okay. So Brad ends up playing three songs with the neons and busy finally says like, uh, like, can I play? Like, am I going to play? So they let her on stage. Yes. And let me see what you two think here. Does Busy actually get booed on stage? or A little bit. Is this like something that's in her imagination? Oh, she does. You think she does? I think so too. And it, it's extreme. Like when I was watching it, I was like, oh, really? But then I think the real telling is not in the booing, mm-hmm. but in this feeling of like my insecurities are, are coming to fruition. It's like this feeling of deep, I want this so bad that I'm messing up. We've all been there. And the cognizance of, wow, I'm like falling flat on my face right now. And the booing is like the extreme example of that. But I feel like it underscores a feeling that we all have had. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, can it not just end? Please get me out of here. Right. And the busy character with what else is going on in her life right now, which is like... I'm not good enough. Her family yeah. doesn't seem to be supporting this stream. She's probably in her head going like, mm-hmm. well, at least I have the band. Doesn't have that. At least I have the band. And then she goes to the band show and she also doesn't have the band anymore. Also, you think about like what Busy's going through. Like she gets the boot from her band. She gets kicked out of the basement. And she's also now not the only girl. In her family. Ah. Oh, yeah. I kind of forgot about that. And Sheila doesn't have any sisters. Sheila doesn't have any sisters. Yeah. yeah. No. So, like, this special 
daughter role is now also going to have to be shared. Like there's so many, mm-hmm. so many layers to her feelings of being lost. It's, it's so interesting to watch this as an adult, I guess is what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. Right. Wow. This is like layers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where like Amanda and Nina overhear the band talking about how they're planning to get rid of busy and ask Brad to be back in the band. So Busy's crying backstage. <laughs> Enter Sag, short for Sagittarius. With the pan flute. Is that what it is? <laughs> is that what it is? It's a pan flute. Yes. So he, he walks in. He's playing this flute. This pan flute. Mm-hmm. He makes this big entrance. So we know he's into music. So we understand that in this first meeting of him, this first meeting of him, quotes. So he he says like something about the acoustics backstage. Mm-hmm. So he he was at the show and he witnessed this whole thing go down. He hands Busy a hanky. Okay. <laughs> Busy Busy's like, oh hey, like I get handed you a flyer at school. Like I remember you, not because I went to grade school together and he was known as Starvin Marvin, but because they. <laughs> <laughs> the reincarnation she's of. like mm-hmm. well the, and this is kind of where i mean again we go back to we know this because we're binge watching the show and yes we would never, <laughs> but like i'm going like wait are they just meeting oh they are just meeting and then um we get like some foreshadowing throughout the episode that something kind of is going to happen between the two of them, right? It's brewing. Yeah. Like he he's very artsy. He's saying stuff like, it's not easy becoming your future. Well, he's very mysterious because then he just basically like drops a couple lines and then just leaves, yeah, playing the pan flute. The pan flute. I, I actually laughed when I watched that. I was like, oh, <laughs> like... Storytelling at its best. And he like disappears off into the mist. She's like, who is that man? I was surprised they didn't play the theme song Mm. with his pan flute. Oh, really? That would have been awesome. (laughs) Because that seems to be like, that always kind of happens. Yeah. There's a lot of like the theme song being put in like very differently, but you can hear it. it And they slow it down at the end of like maybe a sad episode or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that would have been. Yeah. That would have been something. That would have clinched it. That would have clinched the idea. That would have been something. Oh. Busy like goes to hand him back the hanky, and he's like disappearing into the mist, playing his flute. And flute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sag, what an intro. Yeah. So, I think we've made this clear. This ends up being a love interest for Busy. Tell us what that was like when they like brought in these love interests for Busy and Amanda, because there are quite a few of them. And I imagine as a young girl, that would be like super awkward. Like, okay, Laura, like, here's the guy you're going to be kissing in front of, you know, 50 people on set in a few days. So how do they tiptoe around? How do they like bring these guys in? What does that feel like? Well, it is already awkward. Because like we talked about previously, we're we're that age. It's already awkward. Mm -hmm. You don't Mm -hmm. need to put celluloid preservation involved. Like you do not need to talk about it being recorded and witnessed by 55 other people for it to be awkward. It's just awkward. We know in advance. So Lonnie and I both would be at round table reads 
Mm. And they would have them regularly. And so we knew when things were coming down the pike. Like we knew. <laughs> oh no, there's gonna be a boyfriend coming in. What's he gonna or, look like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we had the foreshadowing already. Um and then obviously when the people come to set, they introduce us and they try to make things feel as comfortable as possible. And you know, like I'm not gonna lie, my very first kiss in real life was actually on set kissing another actor I didn't actually have my own personal experience mm-hmm. until later not on this show was it was it on this show yes, oh not this episode but on ready or not was it Danny Masters yes I think it was because it was Amanda's first it would have been that was Amanda's first kiss it was also mine and <laughs> which makes sense you're like 12 13 right yeah, you're young. Maybe 14. Maybe 14. We won't tell you what Ross Hall said about that kiss. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, dear. No, but he 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 did. He talked about, like, how awkward it can be when you come in and you, like, have to yeah. kiss someone. I think he was a few years older than you, too. Yeah, for him, definitely. And he's mm-hmm. he's also in a vulnerable position. And any of the other actors, so Ross and any other male character coming in, because we are kind of like the darlings and like they're the ones coming in doing that. And right. not, fortunately, like it wasn't like that in reality, but for all they know, we're the ones that are protected and taken care of and they're the ones coming in to do this, right? So they also were at a very big disadvantage. Mm-hmm. The good news is, is that as you get familiar with it as a performer too, like intimacy scenes in general they're layered and they're awkward, but they're also very technical. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, you're dealing with your own conflict of emotions, but as an adult, there's things to consider like the angle of your head and the light. And it's, it, it's actually a very impersonal experience. So a lot of the awkwardness, although you try to preserve as much of the, you know, performed intimacy as possible, it's still a technical thing, right? Yeah. So, and there's and there's still, even if there are only like four people allowed, they call it a closed set. Right. You'd only have four people. There's still four people there staring yeah. at you mm-hmm. while yeah. you're doing this. So it kind of takes the um, intimacy away. And I think just it's a matter of experience and then just becoming more aware as a as an adult of what that means. But yes, it's awkward and strange for sure. There's no, there's no buttering that one up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Moving on. Okay. Moving on. Okay. So busy, busy does eventually get kicked out of the band. So is that it for neon vomit? Is that their last episode? I don't know. Am I allowed to do a spoiler? You can spoil. Yeah. For something like that. Is there one more with them? Well, do they play at the wedding? Oh. They play at the wedding? No. Busy plays at the wedding? Or is that the family reunion episode? Family reunion, maybe. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, because I don't know if we actually see the wedding. We just see, like, the, day in the house getting yeah. ready. And we see, yeah, the day of. Maybe it's the reunion I'm thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> it's all blur now. It's, like, 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, I but- think that might be it for Neon Vomit. Maybe. Well, stay tuned. That's what this means. Stay, stay tuned. tuned. <laughs> That's what that yeah. means. Yeah, so... Busy's obviously heartbroken. Yeah. As one would be. So she's going through a lot of things. 
but but she gets some comfort from Amanda, her mom, and Sadge's hanky. <laughs> Sadge's hanky near the end yeah. of the episode. So in our final scene, Amanda's in her tornado costume. Mm-hmm. So she's starting to find some light in this like sort of silly role that she has to play. Busy apologizes for her bad mood. Amanda tells her the neons reek without her. Yeah. Yeah. The end. Best friends forever. It's a nice episode, actually. I really liked it. I watched it, and the scene with Busy and her mom was just like, it's so lovely. And I think when I look back at that, I I think that's one of the things I loved about that show because Diana Reese is the actor who plays Lucy. First of all, she's so talented. And I remember she was actually one of the women I watched the most Hmm. um, as I was growing as an actor. And I wanted to see, like, I I felt that she was someone who I looked up to in terms of as a performer, a professional, and as a a woman, Mm -hmm. I just admired so much about her. I don't know if I ever shared that with her. (laughs) I did. I really did. And then just watching the connection between Busy and her mom, it's just so genuine and nice. Mm-hmm. And I love that about that show is that there's moments that are cheesy, but there's moments that are real. And I just felt like that was a real moment. And we're lucky to have been part of that. Well, and we love this like friendship so much, like between Busy and Amanda. Yeah. It's, it's very relatable in in many ways, especially looking back as an adult rewatching the show, like mm-hmm. it's very believable. This friendship, the super high highs and the super low lows, like always with the drama, right? There's drama around every corner. You two had a ton of chemistry. You said you were sort of friends, yeah. Growing up as you filmed the show, do you two keep in touch? We don't see each other that much, no. And I think it's just a fact of life when you move into different cities and you move into different places you just kind of lose touch with people but I can honestly tell you because I have reconnected with her on several occasions over the past few years that it's very easy to be back in her company she's just a great person and she has that accessibility and I feel like when you have old friends Mm -hmm. you can go back to being yourself again and not have to have too much lag time I feel like sometimes when you're in the company of people that you haven't seen in a while sometimes it takes time to warm up and that's normal there's different relationships have different qualities to them but with Lonnie it's very easy for me to be myself and to be brought back to that point in our lives and not that we're 15 anymore but you know like that that easiness that ease so I think it's wonderful I mean, you you talked a lot about um, the awkwardness about the show and how you were going through real moments through each episode. Like a lot of those moments were really real. So you two have been through a lot together. So it's not surprising that when you reconnect years later, meet up for whatever reason, that it just falls back into place because you guys are like, I mean, sisters, really, right? Totally. I feel like Lonnie was exactly that. Lonnie was like the family when I wasn't with my family. She was my family. That whole group of people, like the Ramones, the dinner party, (laughs) the dinner scenes. Oh my God. That was just like my favorite, (laughs) favorite stuff to film because it was like we were all together and having so much fun. 
And I'm sure the crew probably were like, okay, guys, let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we would just be like, ah, like all together all the time. And I loved it. And I loved going to work every day. And I feel so lucky that I had that. And it's the same with Lonnie. Like, it's just, it was so easy to just be there. We know the reboot subject is a little touchy. And like, of course, everyone's really hoping for that reboot of Ready or Not to come around. But it is sort of behind the scenes business production point of view, like a hard thing to sort of get off the ground. But we would like to know, like, where do you, like, where is Amanda? Like, in the world where Amanda Zim exists, what is she doing? What do you think she'd be doing? An actress? No, she's not. Funny enough. <laughs> she's pulled in different ways. That's almost like the the hardest part about ever trying to reboot a show is because when you have such a fan base that in their mind, they are like, this is what Amanda does. And if that's not where the creators of the show see it going, it can be pretty polarizing for people. <laughs> polarizing. Yeah. I mean, we love brainstorming reboot ideas, but... It's hard. It's a tricky thing to try and think about where the characters would be. Reboot aside, reboot aside, what do you think? Where Where's Amanda today? I feel that Amanda would definitely be driven. I could see her in a career that is probably demanding. Mm. I feel like all of the fanciful things and wonderful shiny things that she loves would have to be furnished in some way. So that means like a lucrative career. Is she a corporate law lawyer? I don't know. By what you just said, I kind of had this picture of like this very powerful, like boss. And so a lot of times on TV, they're kind of portrayed as like, you know, the lawyer in like the pantsuit. Well, she's definitely a professional and she definitely has to, like she prides herself on like, having it like you want the answer I've got you I've got mm-hmm. the answer for you like I feel like that's a, she became a little bit less starry-eyed and a little bit more pragmatic and whether it's because she was raised by a single parent or having to go re- reincarnate her life again after high school in a different form in a different place became more self-reliant and less hmm. dependent on other people so the stars are kind of taken out of her eyes a bit not not in a terrible way but maybe in a pragmatic way that she wouldn't have been doing before interesting Mm. yeah that's where I think but that's that's generally like as she develops and becomes a woman I feel like that part of her you know it's kind of sad in some ways because you kind of the innocence is gone. But in other ways, it's like, well, flip your socks, girl, let's get going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the real world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? What do you picture as someone who enjoys the show? There's no right or wrong answer. Now I just don't know because now I'm thinking something else that I never thought of before. My mind always goes to like stay at home mom. Because she was always so jealous of like Busy's, even in just the last episode that we watched where she switched lives with Busy, she was like, oh, I just love the passion here. Like, I just love being here. Hmm. She's always talking about that. Like, I feel like she like has a ton of kids and is like a stay at home mom. Like she wants that big family life. I think she does. I think she does. 
But I see what you're. I see what you're saying with like the boss lady thing. I mean, you could see those characters in some ways, right? And then maybe yeah. they're a bit lonely, so then maybe they really try and revamp their lives, right? And maybe some of that, like acting and being in plays, maybe comes back to her in in some way. Yeah, community theater. It's open to us all. Who knows? Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> my CV. <laughs> I've played the tornado before. I can do it again. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, this was a good a good episode. Like, love the drama. Love seeing the new characters. Mm-hmm. Obviously, great to see Neon Vomit make the return. So, Laura, how does this rate on your scale of ready or not episodes? Like, do you have like a favorite type of episode? Do you have a favorite season, a favorite episode? It's very difficult to say. <laughs> I think some of my favorite episodes are the ones where we do the introspection with the parents. And maybe it's because I'm a parent now too. Mm-hmm. So perhaps if you had asked my 15-year-old self what my favorite episode was, I would have a different answer. But I think back to the talks that I'd have with Gail Kerbel, who played my mom, And just those moments, I feel like it was Amanda's loneliest time because it was just her and her mom Mm -hmm. a lot. But it was also like a time of the greatest growth for her. And then, yes, seeing like episodes like The Grass is Always Greener, she has this fantasy of what it would be like to live in a huge family and realizes she hates stinky boys like (laughs) in her face all the time. So like, of course, the grass is always greener. But um I feel like those times with the parents and the brothers or the Nona, mm-hmm. those are like some of the some of the best times. So I I I hesitate to say a full episode is my favorite. Yeah. But I would say more like those moments are my favorites. Cause I feel like the real discussions come from there. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. Okay, Britt, Laura. That is a wrap on season four, episode three of Ready or Not. I hope everyone enjoyed our little trip down memory lane. Let's uh, let's fast forward back to reality now. 2023. Laura, you've been acting pretty steadily, of course, since Ready or Not. Do you have anything on the go right now? Anything we might be able to catch you in? Well, Right as the pandemic started, I did a couple of episodes of a, well, I did a Hallmark show and then I did an episode of Family Law, Mm -hmm. which is aired. And then the rest of the time, the pandemic has just been like crazy. (laughs) And I'm not currently working on a show, but I am writing and I am also auditioning regularly for uh, different films and different tv shows stay tuned stay tuned how do we keep in touch to know when your next big thing is coming out how do we follow you where are you on social media well if you would like to follow me you can follow me on it is me laura b on both instagram and facebook those are my only profiles that i use so if you want to get any information or updates that are from me, then you would check it out on It Is Me Laura B Instagram and Facebook. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much. 
Thank you. Yeah, that was nice. It was a nice conversation to get like a real insider's perspective is always fun. That's what I was going to say. So awesome to get like a little more insight on the show because we're Mm -hmm. always making so many like guesses and assumptions about (laughs) a lot of things. So it's nice to get a little more info, Mm -hmm. a little more tea for the listeners, if you will. (laughs) So it was really great seeing you and chatting with you again. Thank you for having me. And we'll keep in touch. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, don't be a stranger. And listeners, don't you be strangers. After all, we're all best friends now, right? Yes, BFF forever. We're always happy to hear from you over on Instagram at StillNotReadyPod. Find us there and let us know. What would you shout out at Laura Bertram if you saw her on the streets? What other actors have you noticed playing multiple roles in Ready or Not episodes? Where do you think Amanda Zim is in 2023? Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next time. I'm Amy. And I'm Britt. And you've just found out we're still not ready. 